This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. all celebrate it's friday buzzley is back on monday so let's have some fun today got a lot of stuff new music lots of new music being released today and we'll have that stuff for you coming up can't tell you who quite yet but we do have some new music on the way this morning We, of course, have your coronavirus update. The DNC wrapped up last night. What would you say was the big takeaway from last night, Lisa? Oh, we're having technical difficulties right now. Oh, no. My headphones just broke. I can't hear anything. Oh, no. Hi. Can you hear me? No? Uh Uh-oh. This is what we call... uh, Improving, folks. Live radio. Gotcha. Things are breaking over there on the other side of the room. Basically, the what is the little the adapter? Uh huh. It, it broke. broke. It snapped off in the actual. It snapped off in in that thing that you connect your headphones to. Uh oh. So it's stuck in there. So we have a new set of headphones for her, but she but can't listen. <laughs> Until we get that little piece out. By the way, if I'm sticking tweezers in there, am I going to get electrocuted? Uh, probably not. I don't think there's an electric current coming Beautiful. through there. Do but I, I would also be careful about sticking tweezers in it because you might break it. it. Well, no, it's already broken in there. No, 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 no. Not, not, the, not the plug, but you might short something out. Oh. Although I don't believe there's enough electric current running through that to actually I can't hear anything. zap you. <laughs> What's he saying? He's saying that there's not enough electrical current for it to zap me. Okay, but still don't I'm do it. In. But still don't do it. Because we oh. could break some. Well, if you have an extra plug, there's uh, to the right of the board down below. Okay, to the right of the board down below. You can actually yeah, I pl- already put headphones in there. I can't hear anything. That doesn't come through at all? No, because I think it's the producer mix of the show. Yeah, I, it didn't work in the this one. All right. Joanna doesn't talk today. What? We'll get it figured out. <laughs> what? Ask her what we have coming up in entertainment news. Joanna, what do we have coming up in entertainment news? Oh, wait, I can hear. Wait, wait, she said she can hear. Hold on. Say something. Hello. Oh, I can hear. Was the volume turned down? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, thank God. Well. She's it, back. I'm back. I'm yeah, here. the only thing that changes by plugging it in there is that when we're off air and I'm trying to talk to you, uh-huh. it doesn't come through your headphones. That's it. Okay. That's the only major difference. All right. Great. <laughs> Actually, that sounds like a plus. I just want to say, I didn't mean to break it. When Buzz is here, that sounds like a definite plus. Dude. Lisa and I are, are, are in there trying to work, and he's just talking about random things that Does pop into his head. randomly come in like, hey, guys. Yeah. yeah. All the time. Like Buzz, we're working. I quickly cover my food because it's usually sitting right next to where the front of the, uh, where the door is at. And you know he's spitting when he talks. Uh-huh. So what do we have coming up in entertainment, Joanna? Well. On this glorious Friday. 
off to a great start. Well, there's been a crack in the case surrounding Unsolved Mysteries' return date. The remaining six episodes of the first season will drop on October 19th. And this time, we're getting a ghost story. We better. Just in time for Halloween. So excited. Does anybody else watch old Unsolved Mysteries and then do their own updates like they'll google it to see if just to see what happened yeah we'll know to see if there's been any changes like if there has been like where they're like there still hasn't been a crack in this case yeah you can call at i forgot the number has anybody ever tried calling that number too or is that just me what happens when you call the number it's disconnected now oh yeah Um, Yeah, could you imagine if you ended up with a phone number close like a cell phone number close to that one and people would forget like it's 800 or whatever and they use your area code yeah, and they're like, look, I saw this. I'd be like, tell me more about the ghost. Yeah. Give me the story. All right, so entertainment news coming up. Uh, news news. What do we have coming up in news news? Well, in news news, we do have, uh, we're going to hear about, we didn't really talk about this when it happened, but President Trump's uh, little brother died, Robert Trump. Oh, right, over this past weekend. Yeah, so Robert Trump died uh, last week after being hospitalized with an undisclosed illness. Mm-hmm. Um, so his body is going to be driven to the White House from New York for the service. Um, the president, the president play, paid tribute to his brother in a statement saying he was not just my brother. He was my best friend. Uh, but it looks like he's going to be laid to rest today. So, um, yeah. They're not telling us what, what he, died. he died. No, they're Does not. Does anybody else think it's Corona? Yes. Yeah, I do. You got the Rona. I do, too. Yeah, they're not releasing what that illness is. They're just saying undisclosed illness at 71. Coming up in sports, Tom Brenneman. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So he has been given the old heave-ho from Fox. Ah, we knew that he, was So he was the Cincinnati Reds announcer. He got caught on a hot mic dropping a, a hard F-bomb. And the homo, uh, homophobic slur. F-bomb. And he was pulled in the middle of that game. Like, he didn't even finish the game. So he got taken off of that broadcast. And then Fox has since said, yeah, he's... Because he also does NFL for Fox. And they have said that uh, your services are no longer needed. So he's been pulled from those games as well. And he was trying to do damage control. He was trying to say, you know, I said something that uh, should never be said, should never be thought should never be heard but the way he said it it came off as this is something that's normal for him yeah i was gonna say do you think he should have lost his job man i'm 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 a big advocate of non-cancel culture in the sense of just canceling things doesn't solve any problem right like i understand being upset about something that somebody might say or the actions of another person. And there's different varying levels of everything. And you need to be able to take that into account. But I'm not sure canceling things outright solves a problem. In reality, a lot of it just, it, it, it hides the problem and might potentially make it worse because you're not helping that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like but there was, in this situation, because I do agree with that for the most part, mm-hmm. but in this specific situation, man, see, that's, and, and that's, that's where, the thing is that he really like it comes like, out like that's normal for him, him. But you know, he's totally going to continue saying things like that. Well, I don't know. See, I think 
in this situation, I feel like it is maybe validated mm-hmm. to actually fire him because he needs to know that there are repercussions for using the like if they were to say, OK, you know, he didn't mean to say it, guys. And, you know, he's going to go back. Then he'll be like, oh, doesn't matter. I can totally say that. And I'm still going to be able to keep or my job. Or when they say, if it offended you, I'm sorry. Yeah. But I think mm-hmm. him losing his job, one, I think it's a little bit. It does set an example for other people and broadcasters to know that this is not something that is acceptable to be said. And there will be repercussions for you in the future if you do. So I'm thinking that might be a good change. But I'm also not saying that in the future, let's say that he does get taken off the air right now. But in a year or two, um, you know, after uh, some time, he does get another job in broadcasting. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah, I think I'd be with you on that one. Because, I mean, if you hear the audio. It is very. I never sent it to you yesterday, did I? But did you, no, find, but did you I, find it? Yeah, okay. but it is very nonchalant. Just eh. well, and it's it's almost not even nonchalant. Like he really drops it hard. Like, mm. like I mean, oh really? I haven't heard it. Yeah. It, okay. But, make sure everything's potted down. Yeah. So we don't need yeah. we don't need that stuff going over the air. But yeah, it's it comes off as it's this is a normal part of his vocabulary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's one thing if something slips out and it it's what you didn't intend to say or it was in the heat of a moment or something like that. But this truly came out like this is something that's normal for him and that's where I think the consequence needs to be harsher. But I also, but I I will repeat it, I don't necessarily believe in outright cancel culture like Lisa was saying. Him getting fired is probably the best thing for right now. But if he were to get a job within a year or two years, and if he can show that he has learned, I think yeah. that's one of the biggest things that we miss all the time. I definitely agree with that. Is showing that they've learned from the mistake and it's helped them grow as a person. If they're able to do that, I think that should be the goal. This outright cancel culture of, well, you said something I don't like. You should just be canceled and then never given a chance again. Yeah, that's that's too much. We've gone too far. You've defeated the point. You have now become a part of the problem. But I I think I'm 100 percent with you, Lisa, where it's I I understand. Yeah, I understand. And that's the other thing, too, is you got to be able to look at these things for the situation that they are. Yep. Um, and unfortunately, and this there's is far a bad too, one. Oh yeah, and unfortunately, there's far too many people out there who believe. Well, if somebody does something that I don't like, or if I'm offended by something, I'm right. Which I'm sorry, that's not the case. Just because you're offended by something doesn't make you right. And then they leap to the well. Now you need to go away because you have offended me. I am offended by people who eat pickles. So see, there you go. Should I be canceled because I enjoy a good pickle? Yeah. I am offended that this thing broke my head. <laughs> you are validated. We'll get it fixed. We'll get it figured out. At least you can hear the show now. That's yeah. the important yeah. thing. Um, as far as the, the whole little talk back goes, you know what? I'll just wander in there like Buzz. <laughs> he looks like a lost boy, man. He just kind of wanders so, in and shuffles he around. It, he and, does it so sad when he goes into my room. He's like, hey, Joanna. Like, does he, when he comes in the door, does he kind of do that thing where his head's down like this? And he's his like, hands are in his pockets. And yeah. he's just like, hey. And he's like, that that was pretty funny, right? <laughs> I'm like, yes, Buzz. That was trying to get funny. credit for a joke that he said. All right, another thing we have coming up on the show today. Steve Bannon has been arrested. Former White House advisor Steve Bannon was arrested oh. for fraud, basically. I wonder why. 
He had mm-hmm. set up a GoFundMe, him and three others. Uh-huh. The GoFundMe was called We Build the Wall. And they were collecting funds. I believe they raised $25 million. And a chunk of this wall actually went here in the borderland in which we live. Technically, it's in Sunland Park, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And they claimed 100% of these funds are going to be going towards this wall. Well, guess what? It wasn't. They skimmed a few hundred thousand dollars off the top. Ooh. Yeah, hundreds of thousands of dollars, like, by the way. That's the fee we took. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a finder's fee because we found the wall. <laughs> so he got busted for that. Uh, I do have an article up at buzzadamshow.com if you want to check that out. With a series of pictures courtesy um, of our staff photographer who chooses to remain nameless. <laughs> But they were able to take pictures uh, on a daily basis of that wall going up. So you can kind of see the progress of what it looked like. Man, for the life of me last year, I had no idea what that was. Really? That was going up. I would drive by that thing and I'm like, it looks like a ski slope. Because yeah, it's on a hill. It's on like a mountain. It's on, yeah. it's on Crystal Ray, right? It goes mm-hmm. up and then it just kind of stops. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the silliest. It's funny how... <sighs> Like, Steve Bannon was here last year, wasn't he? Yeah, for for, to, to yeah. celebrate the wall, to celebrate that chunk of right. wall. That's what he was here for. So we have that coming up on the show. Oh, and Shim Moore, former lead singer of Sick Puppies and my podcast partner, uh, he is going to be calling in here at the uh, top of the hour in about 45 minutes or so. So let's get this Friday going, shall we? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Got a busy show today. Coming up in about 40 minutes. Shim Moore, former lead singer of Sick Puppy, is going to be joining us. I do a podcast with him called Rockstar 101. A new episode dropped yesterday morning. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google. It doesn't matter. It's available for you there. The Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast is also available. We basically take the show, condense it down to about an hour and a half to two hours. And that goes up within a couple of hours of the show wrapping up. And then we also have What the Buzz, Joanna and Emily's podcast. That goes up every other week. And a new episode coming next week, right? Yep. So be looking for that as well. Lots of podcasts for you, and you can search for them wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple, Google. Just look them up. Rockstar 101, The Buzz Adams Morning Show, and What the Buzz. We got a phone call here. Somebody from the Facebook chat has finally decided to call in. Padilla, good morning. Uh, how you doing, Brandon? Fantastic. What can we do for you? Love the show. Can't wait for the Brandon morning show. <laughs> well, you get it like two weeks out of the year. How about that? Uh, yes, sir. Um, um, I was going to see if uh, Buzz could answer this question, but I couldn't wait. So I'm going to see if you can, I can have your opinion on this question. Certainly. And if you want, you know, we can bring it up to him. He'll be back on Monday, so we can always bring this up again if you like. Okay. Okay, as a science guy how liberals are science, a lot of science, which I am too. I'm, I'm a conservative, but I believe in science. Uh, what do you think about the, the males who think they are females and want to compete in female sports, even though the chromosomes say they are males? Oh, so you're talking about like a transgender female. Yes, Which, liberals say transgender should have their way and they should be um, disguised as girls, even though they're males. So they're ignoring the science part that they are actually biological males. You know, 
I wish I could have a deeper conversation with you about this. I, I do follow it to a point, but I don't feel educated enough to completely answer your question. I do, in my gut, have a bit of a problem with it because the physical I mean, structure I mean, is vastly I, different. Uh, Brandon, if I, I, you can excuse me to answer this. Um, I never had a problem with it. If you're gay, if you're transgender, do what makes you happy. It doesn't bother me. Okay. But as a as a new dad that just barely had a baby girl, I don't want her growing up having to compete in sports with biological males who think they are girls. Not to go on a complete side note here, but did you ever see the South Park episode where they cover this? No, I did not. And it's it's I tell you what, I'll default I'll default for that. I don't want to act like I'm ducking your question. Um, I just I don't feel educated enough to completely answer these questions. And having a forum like we do, it would be um, it would be erroneous for me to try to broadcast anything that's not completely backed by science or anything else. I mean, I just I, I'm not educated enough and I'm willing to admit that. Um, I, I do think that if you can you call in on Monday? Uh, yes, and I truly understand that. And now I'm a 360 compared to Bus. He was a conservative that's now going against uh, Trump. I was a liberal. I voted for uh, Obama. Okay. And now I'm a conservative because uh, liberals back this kind of stuff up. Oh wait, do you mean you do you mean you flipped a 180? So you did a 180, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought when you said 360, I thought you did the opposite of Buzz. Like you gained weight. Like you now weigh 360 <laughs> pounds. Okay. All right. Sorry, I, misconstru- uh, I misconstrued that a little bit there. Padilla, go ahead. Yeah. So I was a I was a liberal. I voted for Obama, but now since I've seen all this liberal stuff that they want to allow guys who think they're girls going to girls' restrooms and precipitate in their sports and all that stuff, I don't believe in that. Hell no. And you know what? That is 100% your right, man. I'm never going to tell you otherwise. That is, that's completely your right to have that. I wish I could answer your question more. I wish we could have a more in-depth conversation. I'll spend the weekend uh, reading into it a little bit more so we can have a more educated discussion on this on Monday. How does that sound? 10 4, I'll call in on Monday. And um, um, I'm sorry I'm slurring. Thursday is my Friday, so I haven't slept. <laughs> I, I came out of work, and... I'm still having slept. I'm still awake this morning. Hey, not a problem, man. Thanks for calling in, Padilla. Bye-bye. All right, buddy. Uh-oh. There we go. Thankfully, he hung up because my phone's broken. <laughs> it wouldn't hang up. What is oh, happening no. today? I don't know. Like, everything's breaking. I think it's because it's Friday, and the last thing I told Joanna and Lisa before, uh, like, right as our <laughs> morning show meeting, I was like, you know what? It's Friday. Buzz is back on Monday. Let's have some fun today, right? <laughs> like, let's just enjoy the show. We've got some new music we're going to be debuting today. Shim's going to be calling at 7 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, I'm sorry, 7 a.m. Central Time, 6 a.m. Mountain Time. And then it's like everything's falling apart. Joanna's headphones broke off in the... Uh, in the mixer over there. I'm so sad. My phone won't drop, uh, drop the phone call, but anyway. Let's press on, folks, right? It's Friday. Let's move on here, all right? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. 844-305-6210. That's the phone number if you want to call the studio live. 844-305-6210. You can also get involved in the Facebook chat. Just find Buzz Adams Morning Show over on Facebook. Have a conversation over there. Keep it clean, though. And be nice. Act like you're talking to somebody face-to-face. Is that so difficult to do anymore? Yeah. 
Apparently one of those things we've all forgotten about. Coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to get to some rock news. Top of the hour, Shim Moore, formerly singer of Sick Puppy, is going to be calling in from Australia. From Down Under. From Down Under. <laughs> it is... Do you think he watched um, Rocco's Modern Life as a child? I don't think I've asked him that. We should ask him oh, that. Oh, let's ask him that. <gasps> Just random Australian questions. Have you ever seen a dingo and did it eat your baby? Maybe do the dingo you ate actual, your baby. Do you actually say another shrimp on the barbie, eh? No. And Have you know you why? Have you had onion? Do you know why they don't say shrimp on the barbie? Why not? They don't call them shrimp. They're called prawns down there. <gasps> he and I have had that conversation. Ooh. And we've gone down the full rabbit hole. I mean, not the full rabbit hole, but a lot of the different differences between the United States and Australia and some of the, the preconceived notions that Americans have about Australians and vice versa. Ooh, Padilla's getting into it right now in the chat. What's happening in the chat? See, there's one thing that he did say that I, I do disagree with uh, about the using of the restrooms. I think I absolutely think a, a transgender person should be allowed to use the restroom in which they feel comfortable with because it could be dangerous. I, I mean, there's the three transgender women in Hollywood who got attacked. I think was it this weekend? I think so. Yeah, it was this weekend who were brutally assaulted and people laughed and took videos of them rather than help them. And so if someone um, who identifies as a female wants to use the bathroom because it's a safer situation and that's the, the sex in which they feel they are, uh, use it. Fine. I, I would much rather have you be in there with me and feel a little bit more protected than go into a situation where you feel like you could be um, attacked. The thing that I find interesting about it is people always tend to claim, well, we shouldn't dictate our laws based on the select few that are either breaking the law or having an issue but you're willing to throw that away depending on what the issue is and it can be very right. selective yeah and not to mention too you're saying the quote unquote the select few yo we Mexicans were the select few once now look where we are mm -hmm. <laughs> we're taking over so yeah I, I don't think uh, especially in that situation now the sports one that is very difficult and I, I do and yeah I don't know a lot about that exactly to I can't begin with I, yeah I can't give a you know educated response to that because I'm not well educated in that subject um, but just myself personally when I think about it and whenever I see um, like a transgender person or uh, in the bathroom with me I'm fine with it most mm -hmm. likely going to ask for some makeup tips because usually they're better at it. There you go. I know. Right? It's yeah. I mean, I'm like, okay, so how do you get that highlight though? How did how did you do that? Yeah, I'm like, that cut crease is fire. How did that happen? <laughs> All right, got a couple more sound clips here. We're going to get to uh, rock news here in just a couple of minutes. Apparently, an unlicensed pilot stole a plane and then crashed it. A guy tried to rent a plane in Oregon. This was on Tuesday. And he was denied because he didn't have a pilot's license. I wonder why. So he stole the keys to the plane, flew it anyway, and crashed it. Navy rescue crews found him and rushed him to the hospital. He is in critical condition. Oh, that's right. That's actually from Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade with his father. <laughs> Junior. That's still one of my favorite scenes when Sean Connery's blasting and he, and he clips the tail with the gun. And he goes, it's Junior. They got us. A drunk lawyer in Florida, of course, led cops on a high-speed chase and then tried to get out of it by claiming that she knew the following. 
Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, and Owen Wilson. Does she? She also demanded (laughs) pizza when she got to jail. Understandable. Same. (laughs) And a one-eared girl has gone viral after using a pop socket to secure a mask. (laughs) I'm sorry. A girl in Missouri who's missing an ear wants people to know that even she wears a mask. She was joking around on TikTok when people asked if she could stick a command strip on the side of her head or one of those pop socket things that help you hold your phone. So she actually tried them out. Now the video has gone viral. (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Happy Friday, unless you're in Australia. Although I guess it still is technically Friday. It's still Friday down there, right, Jim? It is technically Friday. It's still late as hell on Friday, but it's Friday, man. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. This is Shim Moore. He's the former lead singer of Sick Puppies. He's the guy that I do the podcast with. The podcast is called Rockstar 101. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. New episode dropped yesterday. And uh, Shim also, he writes songs with you, the fans. Over on his Twitch stream, you can find it twitch.tv slash Hollywood Rebellion. Make sure you're subscribing over on Twitch. Shim, give him a quick rundown of what people could find over on your Twitch stream. Well, the main thing that we're doing is actually happening tonight, man. 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time normally is uh, when I basically go live and I got a piece of music ready to go. And I take lyrics from people that type them up in the chat room. So anyone who's ever had a phrase or a lyric or a thing that they've always said to themselves, man, that'd be a good song. They can put it in a lyric tonight on Friday night, right at the Twitch stream at uh, twitch.tv slash Hollywood Rebellion. Because that's what I do. I stumbled upon it, man. Like I told you when I first started, I've been doing it since lockdown started. They're called the lockdown sessions. And it's just a chance when, when everyone is locked up and you can only go out and do what you have to do, not what you want to do. This is a chance to, to sort of get creative, get the juices flowing, have a community vibe, and it's kind of like we're hanging out. So it's been a really cool thing. I know you've, you've dropped some of the best lyrics in the history of the lockdown session when you come in. So <laughs> what do you, you tell me, what do you think? I've never seen anything like it before. What do you think? I think it's great. Uh, you pop in. The one thing that Chim does a really good job with is keeping up with the chat. That's one of the things that we have to do here uh, when we're on the air is we have our Facebook chat going. So if you want to do chime in on the Facebook chat, if you have a question for Shim, fire away. Just go to Buzz Adams Morning Show on Facebook. Ask in the Facebook chat and we can ask Shim if there's anything that you'd like to know. Um, but he does a really good job of keeping up to date and going through the process of writing the song. How many songs have been written during the lockdown sessions? Uh, 20, 25 so far. We normally crank out one a week. Uh, sometimes it takes a couple of weeks to get it right. Normally I try to get it moving pretty quickly, um, but every once in a while, that's the thing. Like, uh, I think one of the things that people, like you just said, the thing, things that people like the most is that like, if someone gives me an idea, I'll try it and I'll say, hey man, that idea doesn't work, here's why. Why don't you take it back now that I've told you why, why it's not going to sing right or it's not going to fit well over the riff or over the chords. Take it away and try to recraft it. And people will come back in 20 minutes later or they'll come back in the following week and they'll start to get better at crafting lyrics because I'll tell them, well, it needs to land a different way over the beat or it needs to be shorter or longer. And people will start to... People have actually started... The one thing that's dope is that 
I'll be writing a song and I'll finish the production of it. I also have a Patreon that's linked when you when you come to the Twitch channel. Uh, there's a link to a Patreon that you can. It's it's just a basic little Patreon so that you guys can get the music that you've written. And I produce it up and I put it straight up there, so you don't have to wait for three weeks for Spotify to process it. You can just go and download it literally five minutes after we finish making the song. And people are writing their own songs, and I'm singing them, but we're writing them together, and they get to download them and jam them in the car over the weekend. It keeps us fun, man. And I think one of the cool things too is that you're doing a a variety of Songs in the sense of slow songs, more up-tempo songs, heavier songs, softer songs. Um, there's a good variety and there's a good mix there. So maybe um, you like a, sp- a, p- a particular type of song, you can help out with that. You also, Shim, you're doing the VIP sessions as well, correct? Yeah, thanks for reminding me, man. I've got so much stuff going on. It's funny, like, we both talked about it. You've got to get creative when you're in lockdown. And, like, at the start of this year, you never would have thought, oh, I'm going to put up Zoom session tickets. But what it is is you basically pay for a a ticket to a a one-and-a-half-hour private show. There's only 12 people per show. And you get to request a song of your choice, any of my stuff, literally any song that I've ever recorded and released, you can ask for it. And I'll play it, even if I've forgotten how to play it, which has happened. People have asked for songs from when I was 15 years old that they found on YouTube and going, can you play that? And I've got to relearn it in front of them. And it's a really intimate, cool experience, and it's different because it's like we're hanging out. Now, if you come to a show, like you, when I came to El Paso, we have a VIP thing, which is basically, let's hang out, have a drink, play some songs before the show, and we get to get a picture and all that stuff. Because we can't get a picture and actually shake hands, the show is three times as long. So those are available also at the, uh, the Twitch stream. There are links to that if you go to twitch.tv slash Rebellion. And you can buy a ticket there every Saturday night. They're at 6 o'clock on Saturday night. So they're basically, when you want to go out to a gig on a Saturday night and you can't, you can come to a Shim VIP show, and it's not the same as a show. It's like we're hanging out, having a beer, having a smoke, do whatever you do, request a song, hear stories about it, whatever, you know. And I get to hear about other people's lives as well. There's been some really cool people that are regulars at the VIPs. Shout out to Vic if she's listening. Uh, she's a hardcore rebel at the Rebellion. And, uh, and I get to learn about your life as well and what's going on, how you're dealing with lockdown and take ideas for the future songs in the lockdown session. So I've been trying to keep it. And that's, you know, we talk about that at Rockstar 101. We've been amping up Rockstar 101 because we've been bored out of our mind, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, one of the things that happened, too, is we were without a new episode of Rockstar 101 for about... Uh, a week and a half just because our schedules couldn't line up it, like we, we would try to plan something and then something would come up and we were finally able to get one released yesterday and hopefully now we uh, can get a consistent schedule because my kid's back in school she's virtual learning and your kid's going to school but down in australia you guys are actually in class correct yeah, we've got we've got things opened up here. So my kid went back to preschool three days a week. And once both our kids were back in school, we were like, it's funny, you're a famous radio DJ. People think I'm a rock star. And we're like, dude, I, I can't. In my house, the kids run the show. So yeah, no, we're just sorry, dads. I can't figure it out this week. Yeah, I can't figure it out this week. So we had to postpone it. But, it was, but it's a massive shout out to everyone who's supporting and listening to Rockstar 101 as well. There was a bunch of people that actually checked in and said, hey, where's our episode this week? So uh, we really appreciate you guys actually keeping up with it and paying attention to it. Thank you very much to everyone who's listening, who's been listening to Rockstar 101 every week and supporting the podcast. I'll be putting up an article on buzzadamshow.com today about all of um, Shim's things that you can find over on Twitch and how you can uh, support. Go check it out. The one thing that's cool with the VIP sessions, I I mean... 
in general, it's all cool because Shim is still very interactive. You're writing a song with him during the lockdown sessions, and you get to hear the finished product as well. But then during the VIP sessions, it is more intimate because you're putting a cap on that. There is only 12 people who are uh, able to be involved in that. So you get more FaceTime with Shim. So if you have any questions for him, um, you can always do that. And again, we have our Facebook stream going if you have any questions. Um, we also have uh, Shim is on Twitter. If you want to find him, it is at Shim Moore. It's S-H-I-M-M-O-O-R-E. You can find him over there if you have any questions for us over um, anything. Quite frankly, it can be Shim is a rock star, uh, me as a radio person, either of us as dads, either of us as husbands. Either of us as dads. I was about to say, you can ask us questions about how how our testicles live in our wife's purses as soon as we walk in the door. <laughs> but, like, I can't... I, and it's funny that you mentioned that about the VIPs because I do. I keep it the 12 songs because it keeps it to an hour set with about an hour, like, 30 to 45 minutes of chat. And on the last VIP session last Saturday night, there was this really sweet girl. She's, like, early 20s, and she didn't know what to say. I unmuted her. I, I, I talked to her in the Zoom session, like I'm talking to you. And I said, hey, uh, Skylar was her name, I think. I said, hey, Skylar, and she just froze. She was like, what, me? And I said, yeah, how are you? And she said, wait, me? You're talking to me? And I was like, yeah, that's the whole thing with the VIPs. We're, we're having a chat. We're just talking now. And she was like, I don't understand. You mean you're actually talking to me? She couldn't digest that I was just having a conversation with her. The same way that you talk to anyone over Zoom when you're at work or talking to your parents because they're in another state or whatever. It's really intimate and dope like that. It's really cool. But it does run to the schedule that, that you said. It runs to the schedule that the family dictates. So it's, it's a fun time, though, man. It's been really dope. And that is something that you'll hear pop up on Rockstar 101 occasionally is kids in the background where we're trying to record <laughs> and either there's been there's been more than a few times where all of a sudden the door opens up at Jim's house and it's either his daughter or his son poking their head through wanting to play with daddy and him trying to explain to them we can in about a half an hour just give daddy some time yeah. to finish work and trying to get through everything there so uh, it is late there on Friday down in Australia Joanna do you have any questions for Shim regarding Australia yeah did you ever watch Rocco's Modern Life oh yeah oh my god God, I used to love that show. Oh, God! Yeah, there you go. I just really wanted to know if you watched that. No, he... I did. I forgot about that until you just mentioned it, but I was addicted to that show. It was kind of like a diet version of um, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it kind of was. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby, oh. Yeah. Oh man. I got now. I got to go to YouTube. But as soon as we hang up this call, that's going to be my whole night. I'm going to go on YouTube. Yeah. Look up that episode where he's a sex phone operator. Yeah. Do you remember that that episode, Jim? I do actually. It's all coming back to me, bro. Wow. Yeah. And his dog (laughs) Spunky. Heifer, the best yeah. friend. What was the turtle's name? Was it Filbert? Filbert, yeah. Filbert, the turtle. Always, I'm there, nauseous. I'm nauseous. There was a cow, wasn't there? What was the cow? That was Heifer. Heifer, Heifer was it. Hey, Heifer. <laughs> and he always goes, that was a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Big Head. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's We're tumbling down memory lane right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any I'm other? Going, I'm, I'm literally supposed to be going to prep a session for the lockdown session tomorrow, and I'm going to blow it completely. I'm going to stay up all night watching Rockers Modern Life. Nice. <laughs> so if you would like, tune to twitch.tv slash Hollywood Rebellion uh, for Shim, and then you'll get to see him extra tired because he spent all night looking up Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Heffa. 
Yeah. Oh, baby. No, oh, baby. Oh. Did I tell you? Did I? Enough with your oh, baby. You sound so sleazy when you do that, bro. Um, <laughs> it's my Rocco. You actually do. Did you, did, did you, were you there when we did uh, the last song that I did? Because we've got, uh, there's a song that I'm on for, with Royal Bliss called Medication. Good Down song, there. by the way. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you very much. So, yeah, I wrote that with those guys. That just got dropped, which is super cool. And that's out. So, everyone, if you are if you want to hear that, make sure you just bombard KLAQ with requests for that. And then, um, just totally threw you onto the bus, Brandon. But anyway, um, the, the I don't make that, that call. we did on that session, <laughs> the thing that we did with that session where we had uh, Lou Brutus, we just discussed the, uh, we just discussed the song. And someone in the, there's someone, well, basically Neil, the singer of the other band, was like, yo, F2020, this whole thing's been like a roller coaster of crap. And uh, there was some, some swear words that I can say on the Twitch stream that I can't say <laughs> on the radio. But basically, Lou was like, yo, that's a song right there. Everyone can relate to that. F2020. And I was like, cool. So we wrote that song on the Twitch stream, and I might actually make that the song that we finish tomorrow. Either that one, or we'll come up with a new one that's even a bit more hardcore. But it, the, good, the good thing about the lockdown sessions is that, like, I'll go and I'll actually ask the people, what are you feeling this week? Do you want something that's chill because you're over it and you just want to kind of zen vibe out into the weekend, or do you want to let go of your rage and punch through a wall? And everyone else kind of dictates the direction of the song. So I can come up with a couple of ideas, but usually at about 4.45, I'll go live and then say, what do you guys want to write? It's up to you. And we can put it together live on the stream. And, yeah, I think it's it's really – I get more excited about it the more I talk about it. But I'm really glad that I found it. And I appreciate you having me on the station so I can let everyone know in El Paso. Well, thanks for staying up. Make sure you don't look up too much Rocco's Modern Life so you can get a good night's sleep so that you can get to uh, so you can get to the lockdown so, session. So it's 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 tomorrow for you, but for here in the states, it's technically tonight because it's five p.m. Pacific time, right? That's correct, five p.m. Pacific time. All right. So thank you, Shim, for calling in, and um, we'll be in touch. To you know, I'll, I'll text you later so we can lock up another uh, uh, Rockstar One on One session. Excellent. Thank you so much to everyone at KLAQ for the support, and much love to everyone listening for all your support. Stay safe, everyone. All right. Thanks, bud. Take it easy, bro. Bye. Shim Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Let's also uh, uh, make sure we have to throw shout-outs to Rock 108 to 96.5 The Rock, because he kept mentioning KLAQ right there. Uh, but if you want to, if you ever have a question for Rockstar 101 for us, we're more than well, uh, we're more than happy to answer any of that stuff for you. You can always find Shim. He's over on Twitter. It is at Shim Moore S H I M M O O R E. You can find him over on Twitch. As we said, twitch.tv slash Hollywood Rebellion. That's where you can view the actual lockdown sessions. You can view previous ones or check in live. And you can help write a song with them, or you can also uh, purchase a ticket for a VIP session where you get an intimate show with Shim. And if you ever have a question for me for Rockstar 101, at the Real Brandalorian is where you can find me on Instagram and over <laughs> on Reddit. You can drop me a message there. Yes, that is at the Real Brandalorian. You know why it's that one? Why? Because just the Brandalorian was already taken. Oh. So I am the real Brandalorian, which is why you can find those. But thank you, Shim, for uh, calling in and um, giving, giving us all an update on that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I keep forgetting that Shim is on that new Royal Bliss song. And it's really good. So you can actually tune that one in. Now it's available, you know, Spotify, places like that where you get your music called Medication. It's Royal Bliss featuring Shim. We're supposed to be debuting new music this morning as well. Yeah, I yeah. can't say who it is, but 
I still haven't received have you, the music. I was about to say, have you gone confirmation on that? <sighs> no. <laughs> I just love it. Thank goodness I have the song, so you guys don't have to wait for it to come down in the morning. And then both Lisa and I were like, <laughs> he sent the song, right? Because he sent us something with an attachment. So us, of course, we thought, oh. <gasps> but it's Did the word. Did he think that du- was the song? I probably. Gu- you I know guess? what? I, I, he probably pulled us. I, so I, I emailed him this morning to be like, hey, man. Well, I don't know, because then it says share none of this info until we get the song. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, does potentially he, new music today. Like, does he have the song then? I really don't know at this point. I'm very confused. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly I, what's going on. And it on. sucks because he'll play stuff for us. And so we're like, oh, okay. So we have it, right? And the, no, we don't. <laughs> I right. just heard it, though. <laughs> or where he's all, don't tell anybody about this. And we're all, we just heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell everyone. Yeah, like he 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 played that uh, the new Corey Taylor for us, uh, the new Marilyn Manson. The new Marilyn Manson. Have you you've heard the new Corey Taylor um, with Tech Nine? Yeah. Oh, that's a phenomenal I workout song. Freaking love Tech Nine. <laughs> Tech Nine is fantastic. Make the hood go crazy. One of my favorite songs is actually it's the Tech Nine song with Chino from the Deftones. Uh, if I could, mm-hmm. if you haven't heard that song. Highly, highly, highly recommended. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's doing that thing it does to buzz. The computer keeps stopping on oh, me. Oh, dang. And it usually, start, it usually waits till 9 a.m. Yeah, for him. Yeah, it's usually after this. Oh, no. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Somebody's saying, point the cam at your laptop so we can see the video. The video that was on my laptop was a GIF that Lisa just sent me. <laughs> it's the GIF of... Okay, so I no, it's not a GIF, it's a video. It's a video, yeah. And someone sent it to me, and I told Joanna, I was like, I've been waiting for the perfect situation to put this on my Instagram, but I couldn't figure it out, and then I figured it out right now, and I was like, I got it. Me, when people sing Happy Birthday. <laughs> and it's Bob Dylan during the... Uh, we Are the World, <laughs> and he just looks awkward and bored, and he doesn't you know, know what? what he's doing. Put it up on the screen. There's no cuss words in it. I mean, you could play it because it's it's literally just. It's oh, I can't be. I can't put it on the screen because I'm uh, like I'm in Buzz's Facebook. Oh, and on I, this one, I'm not friends with him. Yeah, right. Um, I can forward it to him. Yeah, forward it to Buzz. <laughs> it's hilarious because someone showed me this video and it's like uh, just everyone was kind of making up their own captions for it, and I couldn't think of a good caption for me. I was like, me when you regret going to that party after after the bar. And you just want to go home. But then I was like, no, that's perfect. It is me when oh, people man. sing happy birthday. We're going to get to this new music here. We are. Um, We're I just have to tell you, it is 6 a.m. Yeah. It's new music from 6 a.m. Lisa, do you have the list of the guests? I do. 6 a.m. the band, because this morning I was a little confused. Oh, I was yeah. trying to write at the 6 a.m. slot. She's like, yeah. You said you want to play it at 5-something. Exactly. I was so confused. Yeah, at 6 a.m. the band. <laughs> I'm going to write our boss back because the song he's talking about, I think it's already out. Yeah, so we have more new music that we're going to debut today, but this is the the the, the video <laughs> that Lisa had sent. Oh, I have it. It's, it's muted because uh, I have to mute the, the Facebook. So, But this is what Lisa says. This is what it looks like. Or, or me when people sing me happy birthday. No, not me. When people sing it, when I'm, when I'm supposed to sing it. Sing yeah. it. I was at a birthday oh, party. Oh, that's a right, because Lisa won't sing it. She she lip syncs it. I don't like Happy Birthday. It is a terrible. Who is key. going ham right in front of him? 
Look at him. Is it Stevie Wonder? No. No, 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 no. It's, is it uh, who's Ray the Charles? Guy? Ray Charles, yeah. Is it? Oh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> and that, it, it's one of the gosh. Hollow Notes. I can't remember which one it is, but the that's who's behind him. Yeah. All Hollow Notes. Um, yeah. I want to know. Bob Dylan, like, I just want to make up what I think Bob Dylan's thinking in his head the entire time. Like, why did I do Me, this? Me, this morning when my headphones broke, and I'm all, why can't I hear anything? Yeah. Yeah. It's him going, we are in the like, world. We are like, the gentlemen. He's like, F you, Quincy Jones. Why am I here? How dare can't you? I believe you made me do this. I can't believe I lost that thumb war competition, and now I have to be here. Yeah, that, but that that is my face when, uh, when we have to sing happy birthday, so you're welcome. So head on over to the Facebook chat, if you, uh, or the Facebook stream, if you would like. Amanda says that's messed up making them wait for the 6 a.m. song. Don't worry, it's coming up here uh, in just a minute. Oh, yeah, I do have the list of people who are on it. Uh, so this song is uh, featuring Corey Taylor. Yep. Joe Elliott. Yep. Brantley Gilbert. Yep. Ivan Moody. Yep. Slash. Yep. AWOL Nation. Yep. Tommy Ooh. Vex. Yep. Bam, bam. And it is being released today because it is uh, National Recovery Month. So and the song is called Maybe It's Time. Yeah, it's a part of the campaign to fight opioid crisis and to help people with recovery. So it's for a good cause. Lots of great people getting behind it. Uh, uh, really quick, Amanda also in the Facebook chat says, uh, what the hell is Twitch? I can't keep up with it all. So uh, Twitch is so a streaming true. service. It's generally known for video games, which I always found really odd. If you want to watch somebody else play a video game, that's what you can do. But it has expanded, and that's where you can find Shim and actually write a song with him, twitch.tv slash Hollywood Rebellion is where you can find Shim to truly write the lyrics and help him write lyrics. They also He has the VIP sessions that he does on Saturday nights as well. So find him over there. It's twitch.tv slash Hollywood Rebellion. We're also working on getting live episodes of Rockstar 101 going there as well. All right. That's New Rock from 6 a.m. The song is called Maybe It's Time. A whole lot of guests on that one. I love it. That was real good. And we can also talk about who the other band is now because <laughs> Lisa, just it's, they put it up on their YouTube eight hours ago. Yeah. It's a so Deftones. It's a Deftones, yeah. We have New Rock from the Deftones that we're going to be debuting here. Come, I guess we're not debuting it because they put it up on their YouTube. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 6 a.m. song is pretty cool. They already have a video that's out for it as well um, featuring all of the different Ooh. artists working together. And you kind of see them in the studio also performing. Uh, but it's also a very in informative video, too, because it has lots of different facts about the opioid crisis, especially right now during the pandemic, because um, mental health has become such a big, important issue for so many people. And instead of the opioid crisis going away, it's actually uh, getting worse uh, because of the pandemic. And this is something that people are seeing. So a uh, really great video, super informative. And you get to see all of the because I know myself personally, I'm sitting there trying to match the voices and right. the song. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah. Wait, is that Ivan? No, that's Tommy. Ah, I can't tell. Uh, in the video, you can actually see them all performing. Oh, so great. you can see who is who that's on the I'm song. Is this break. is this part of it? <laughs> you said it's a collaboration. Is Bob Dylan like, maybe oh. it's time to heal. That is my favorite video. It's been on my phone since March. <laughs> this was the moment. This is what we needed. So yesterday we were talking about me. most awkward moments for people, and yeah. one of which is what do you do when people are singing you happy birthday? That is me, right there. Lisa also revealed to us that when others are singing happy birthday, she just lip syncs it. Yeah, I and don't this is sing what it. she looks like 
yeah. Bob Dylan during the <laughs> We Are the World, just kind of like, why am I here? What am I doing? I'm one of the greatest lyricists of all time. Not the best singer, but um, a great lyricist. We are the world. We like, are the children. Guys, I told you how it helps write the lyrics. I never said I was going to sing with you. <laughs> <laughs> but am I the only one? Like, happy birthday is just in a weird key. It's like, it goes all the way up for like happy That's birthday. why I always go, to, happy birthday to Yeah, put your own rendition you. to it. Like at Hogwarts, Serenated. where they all sing at Hogwarts. Hoggy Waddy Hogwarts. Happy birthday. Oh, by the way, I had an awkward moment yesterday. (laughs) You did? (laughs) I went to the grocery store. Remember the one that we talked about? Oh, no. That you're trying to get your stuff together. Oh, yeah. And they're already ringing up the next person. So I was (gasps) on the other end of that. I was the next person. Oh, no. And the lady in front of me, and she had a bunch of stuff. I had like three bags of chips. That was it. (laughs) And she had a full cart full of things. But the thing with this... The per, this cashier, she was clearly trying to work ahead as much as possible, and it was scan, 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 and then it sits there. And I'm already like I'm still back, like the six feet like this away from <laughs> the cashier. She's already scanned my items, and she's like, and she gives me the toes like like six bucks or something like that for the three bags of chips, and she's like six fifty four, whatever it was. Uh huh. And then I see the lady in front of me. I'm like, oh, man. It's happening. I'm like, it's happening. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Like, this sucks for you. I'm not doing it on purpose. So I slowly walk forward to try to buy Assist. her Assist. as much yeah. time. Yeah. And she made it out of there okay. She was fine. But I did see the panic. You know when you can't find the you slot to totally. put your card and you're like, mm-hmm. you're yes. freaking out. and. Uh, the poor lady had that happen to her. So I felt bad. But. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Do you ever have those moments where you think something incorrect, but then that sticks in your brain? Yeah. I honestly thought Miles Kennedy was the lead singer of 6AM. I'm going to give you that because I thought it for a second, but then I was like, no, Miles Kennedy's in Alter Bridge. I thought he was and in then both, he slash, and That then he is does... why this whole time we were like, who is this guy? We're like, yeah. who the hell's the guy singing in front? So if you go watch the video for the song we just debuted, 6 a.m.'s Maybe It's Time, it has a lot of different um, guests on it. Corey Taylor, Joe Elliott, uh, Brantley Gilbert, Ivan Moody, and Slash all where on this song. Where the hell Slash? The guitar solo. No, but where is he? Oh, is he not in the video? No. Oh, I feel well, lied maybe to. Maybe he wasn't available. He was busy in his snake pit. Whatever. I love the person who wrote there, like, shout out to Corey Taylor filming the video in his bathroom. (laughs) Well, because you can tell some of them are still social distancing, so they're not uh, a part of the shoot, but they did film their parts. But then other people are like, hey, what's up? Like, shaking hands with Nikki, like, whatevs. (laughs) Look, I love 6 a.m. I've admitted, I said it before though. I don't like Nikki Six. Like I've just, I've never gotten along with that guy. I really do love the idea of this song. I do love, you know, because this is the thing. We we always hear like um, a, um, artists for Africa, and you hear like the the Haitian relief efforts and all these different things. That's... Or like Live Aid, and a whole bunch of that money went to terrorists. Well, no, no, I know. I mean the artists that are performing, and so. They don't invite any you mean like rockers. Bob Dylan? Well, they don't. They don't invite any <laughs> rockers there, and so I do like that. This is really a predominantly metal and rock song and artists that are performing. Because if you think back to the, yeah, I mean, the only real one that's not 
Brantley Gilbert, he's a country guy. Yeah, and even him, he does have you know a good voice, and it's nice to see him in there. But I think like the only rock or metal or rock song I could think would be like Hearing Aid back in like the 80s. Mm-hmm. And that one, you know, was put on by like Ronnie James Dio and like Rob Halford and, you know, so they had and like Jeff Tate. But other than that, they're usually don't, they don't invite the rockers to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ivan's got a great voice. Like I could definitely see him. Oh, they get Forrest Gumped. Ivan. They get Forrest Gumped. But you can't see it here. Yeah, I, I think. Sight's <laughs> taken. This is great. Uh, I mean, so far uh, they've raised at least over $5,000 for the um, global initiatives, uh, all the money and the proceeds from this and the movie that they're doing it for, Snow Babies, it's going to be given to global recovery initiatives. Uh, so it's a great cause. Lots of people behind it. Um, if, if you didn't know, Tommy Vext actually used to be a sobriety coach before. And I think he still is, actually. He says he still tries to be. Uh, he's busy, so he's not able to do it as much. But... Um, yeah, he's, he, he helps tours, people out. He yeah. tours with Five Finger Death Punch. That's his coaching he does. Yeah, he helps out <laughs> Ivan Moody. He helps out Ivan and Chris. He's like, sub guys? Just going to watch you from afar today. Uh, but no, so, you know, obviously he's had his uh, past with drugs and alcohol. Ivan um, still, you know, deals with those demons, so to Slash. Um, so a lot of great people getting behind this cause. So I think it's great. The video is awesome. If you haven't seen it yet, highly recommend checking it out on YouTube and then read the comments because they're hysterical. Well, that's one of the interesting things, too, when it comes to addiction is you never completely defeat it. It's always there. Yeah. And it's always something that you have to deal with. And I think songs like this Mm -hmm. help people know you're still not alone. We're here. These are things that we're going through. That's why I really respected Tommy Vexed for continuing and at least still trying to continue to be a sober coach. Right. And that's the one thing, too. If you look through the YouTube comments, there's a lot of people in there saying as a recovering addict, um, as a rock fan, but also, you know, my my son died from a heroin overdose or uh, we just got him off pills about two months ago. So you see how this song is uh, very powerful and how it can positively affect people. Um, but still, yeah, the most upped vote is I'm glad Corey Taylor just set his camera down in the bathroom and <laughs> yeah, recorded that his was pretty, That was pretty awesome. <laughs> Ray over in our Facebook chat says, as a recovering alcoholic, that song really hits the heart. Great yeah. song. Uh, if you do want to get involved in the Facebook chat, you are more than welcome to do that. Uh, Buzz Adams Morning Show over on Facebook. If you'd like to call you're more than welcome to do that as well. 844-305-6210. We still have a ton of things to get to. It's been a very weird show today. Yeah. Started out rocky. Joanna's headphones broke and uh, the phone wasn't working over here. And I still have a coronavirus update I need to get to. I've got five random facts I need to get to. Uh, we have news headlines. We have entertainment news. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. It's been a very interesting Friday show. We've had new music debuted. 6 a.m. Yeah. with a bunch of guest stars, Deftones as well. Shim Moore joined us earlier in the show. That was fun. He's the one I do the podcast with. Found out he knows Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. Do you think he's still up watching? Watch, uh, he said he was going to. I, I wouldn't doubt it, man. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it because over there at this point, it's pr- it's fairly late. And he's got to get up early to do the lockdown sessions. That's what happens on Friday nights. It's 5 p.m. Pacific, so that would be 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And if you go to twitch.tv slash Hollywood Rebellion, you can go write a song with Shim. That's what he does every Friday night. I also put up a little clip. It was something we filmed after we recorded Rockstar 101. Because if you listen to this show frequently, you'd know that I have a tooth missing. Uh-huh. It's going to like a, a little over a week. I'll get the whole bridge done and we'll be rocking and rolling. 
But I started to talk like this. And I told her we're broadcasting from West Texas. And so I put that video up. It's on my Instagram page if you want to see it. Just go to at the real Brandalorian and you can find that over there. Uh, that's also my handle on uh, Reddit if you want to ever just drop a message and ask a question, comment, anything. It could be for the Buzz Adams Morning Show, it could be for Rockstar 101. Um, go ahead and drop me a line and um, we'll hopefully get it answered for you. Or if you, if you just have a comment about something that we had been discussing, kind of like how the Facebook chat works. We have the Facebook live stream up and rolling. Buzz Adams Morning Show Facebook page. Chris says, Patton Oswald's wife. First of all, it's Oswald, not Oswald. How sickeningly ingrained in pop culture garbage do you have to be to even frame that as relevant in the context of a bunch of murders of humans? Wow. Well, oh, I can wife. answer that question because <laughs> his wife helped catch the goddamn killer. Yeah. Yeah. She wrote a ton of articles. She wrote a book on it. Mm-hmm. And they even did a documentary. And she worked very closely with law enforcement to catch the Golden State Killer. Yeah. She actually, yeah, she's a true crime author and she wrote the book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, One Woman's Obsessive Search for the Golden State Killer. Uh, she also coined, she helped coin the name Golden State Killer for that serial killer. So, But by all means, F you, but okay, jump in the chat dude. if you'd like. Yeah. No, she was an instrumental part in uh, finding out um, Joseph James D'Angelo and helping him be caught. Um, yeah, she did a lot of work on this uh, case. And unfortunately, uh, her book came out after she sadly passed away. But um, yeah, no, she... Uh, Went to she st- launched a website called True Crime Diary, and she has uh, always been working on these cases. And um, she even was a part of a South by Southwest interactive panel called Citizens Solving Murders with Social Media, and um, it was talking about how they used different uh, tech technologies and social websites to try and find killers, which is one of the ways the Golden State Killer was found. So touche, sir. Touche. <laughs> Uh, Padilla's back in the Facebook chat. Apparently, he, he slept off some of the alcohol there. <laughs> nice. Uh, and um, he says, I can't believe Brandon is already getting white hairs. My grandpa, uh, when he died at 68, didn't have one strand of white hair. Lucky. I like it because it makes me look distinguished. <laughs> makes me look a whole hell of a lot classier than I, than I normally would, especially with my mission tooth down here. Let me tell you. I still feel like you got the best moonshine this side of the Mississippi. Let me tell you, you guys want some moonshine? You guys come on down. We got the best moonshine here in West Texas. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show in West Texas. Hey, we were planning on doing this like an hour ago. Yeah. Oh, right. But hey, it's one of those Fridays, man. And I'm willing to just kind of roll with the punches today. It's the final day that Buzz is off. He'll be back on Monday. But here's some random facts for your Friday. Random fact number one. There's never been a person who was born blind and schizophrenic. Oh. Scientists' best theory is that without vision, a person's brain can't develop multiple interpretations of the world around them. Oh, that is interesting. Random fact number two. Long before William Rehnquist and Sandra Day O'Connor were on the Supreme Court together, 
They were both students at Stanford Law School where they went on a few dates. Oh. Oh, baby. Awkward. Random fact number three. There's only one pig. Think about that. One pig in the entire country of Afghanistan. His name is Kanzir, and he's in the Kabul Zoo. Kabul Zoo. I almost said Zool. This is not Ghostbusters. Since it's an Islamic country where they don't eat pork and aren't even allowed to touch pigs, there's no need to have any others. So there's only uh, one in the entire country. So who takes care of it? Right? <laughs> if they can't even touch them, they like throw food at it? Like, the pig's sick. Uh, just let it be. They'll Maybe that's part of somebody applying for that job, is that you can't be Muslim just so that you can take care of that pig. Like, you're specifically Kanzir's caretaker. Random fact number four. Rio de Janeiro is not the capital of Brazil. Brasilia is. But Rio was once the capital of Portugal. In the early 1800s, the Portuguese royal family fled there to get away from Napoleon. Lisbon became Portugal's capital once again, or again in the 1820s. And random fact number five. A chemist named William Mitchell is credited as the key inventor behind the following. Pop rocks. Oh. Tang. Ooh. And Cool Whip. Interesting. Cool whip. Cool whip. I have a couple of random stories here. They have found a cure for the hangover. Nice. Is it Chico's at 3 a.m.? I was assuming it was Menudo, <laughs> not the band. Too. It does help, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Partying the night before. I'm telling you, you guys know how to do it. <laughs> Go late, wake up, eat some menudo. We had that the day after we got married. We had the party over at my in-laws' place. Uh huh. And we bought a ton of menudo from Leo's. Oh, cool! It's delicious, right? Well, <laughs> my mom and her boyfriend weren't eating. <laughs> Like, oh, we just no, served really? up all the bowls, and I, I don't know if they even really touched it. I, I don't think it was for them. And we ended up with a They're lot. Like, like, we don't care. You know those it. giant. Like, look at our white sun. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, just gobbling mine up. I'm like, yeah. I know. I told your dad, he's one of us now. Yeah, well, they <laughs> My know good that. friend Brendan's dad. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was, I think it was a birthday party. This was a couple years ago. And it was, I think, a, a cousin of my wife, and it was their kid's birthday. And they had, like, the, like, a full feast going, and I'm just eating it all up, man. And there was a, a point where, I can't remember who it was, but somebody was, and they were like, how come Brandon's more Mexican than we are at this point? Because yeah. I was eating all the food. <laughs> all the food. Loved it. Loved it. couple more random stories here for you. Apparently, Ron Jeremy's apartment is about as nasty as you would expect it to be. Ooh. Do we have pictures or just stories? Check out some pictures here. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. That's what I was wanting to see. So, the story goes 
And you know, like recently, he's he's been accused of multiple mm-hmm. rapes and just sexual misconduct and a lot of things surrounding him. Right. He always came off as really creepy, right? Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure I wasn't the only one. Also, you kind of had a sense of this dude probably hoards. Well, here's oh, a picture. Yeah. <gasps> oh, dude, that's a VHS tape. A lot of Amazon Prime boxes. Yep. There's a painting of himself (laughs) on the wall, and it's just, it's cluttered with boxes and paper. So the story here goes, a woman who met Ron Jeremy in 2017 and was brave enough to actually enter his one-bedroom Hollywood apartment gave a rundown to a British tabloid. She said, quote, it was disgusting. I was so shocked. You could hardly open the front door and you couldn't get in the bathroom at all. You know, I fear that that's what would happen to Buzz's studio if I didn't clean it up every few (laughs) months coming in here. Yeah, because he just tends to walk over whatever is in the way. And things just collect. And what he does, and we've talked about this before, but he'll buy a filing cabinet or he'll buy Mm -hmm. like like a shelf Thinking that I mean he has the best intentions. Right, he, his he knows. intentions are good with that, but but the execution oh, is awful. fails miserably. <laughs> the woman goes on to say there was trash piled up, old porn mem- memorabilia stuffed in overflowing boxes. His kitchen table looked like an unkempt outside porch. Uh oh. There were plants that had grown around the table legs and into the floor. What? I honestly thought he was on that show Hoarders. Nice. <laughs> there were cans of roach spray left on the side, uh, piles of medication, books, DVDs, paperwork, and he had pet turtles. You guys, I have it. Hoarders, Celebrity Edition. Oh, oh that would be great. I would totally watch that. So would I. Because imagine I the stuff that they're hoarding, yeah. right? They're like, oh yeah, that's another Oscar. Just throw it to the side. Yeah. That's my Emmy. Just Put it over there. It has grown into the table. (laughs) Okay, Meryl Streep. I would totally watch. And you know what? The older the celebrity is, the more I think they are a hoarder. Right. Because they don't want to get rid of things. Yep. Well, the woman claims she went in to use the bathroom and was not interested in having relations with the hedgehog. Sure, Jan. He's all like, eh? Eh? Although, not surprisingly, she says he did try. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's all naked. Eh? Well, here's a, the, a creepy all, picture no. of him. A New York. Here's another Ew. picture. It's a New York woman who met Jeremy in September 2017, which was apartment. Um, the woman says she isn't surprised about the allegations against Jeremy because he was so aggressive with her and tried to grope her in her car. I'm imagining Ew. this is it. Like, come on, man. Here is his apartment. This is the can... These are the cans of roach spray. What do you think these pink things are? <laughs> oh, what is that? Does he have rollerblades? Sweet. Oh, I can't find those is anywhere. Is that what those are over there? To me. I need Let's those. dissect ah. this picture. I need to find this link that you're at. It's Daily Mail. Daily Mail. Yeah. I love the Daily Mail. I mean, at least he's those trying. Those are very strange handles for cabinets and, and drawers. Those are a lot of roach spray cans. Yeah. One, two, three, four. four. I'm Where five. are the I'm counting five. Jeez. If this is one, two, three here. And then you got one, two there. Right next to a box of peanuts that looks like the peanut. Pe- by the way, I said peanuts. Um, 
That looks like the same, like the Kirkland signature brand that Buzz buys. Oh, oh here's the plants. Oh my Stop. gosh. How'd she get these pictures? Did she just, she's like, this is going to be worth money yeah. one day. One I of mean, these she, days. yeah, th- this is no joke. <laughs> it's- the woman said there was trash piled up, old porn memorabilia stuffed in overflowing boxes. Stuffed in overblo- overflowing boxes. The name of your porn. Yes. Oh. That's a good name, actually. Man. And you can see where he tried. He was trying to grow some of those plants in the jars on the table. Yeah, right And here. then he just let them die. Yep. He didn't never put He's water like, in oops. them. oops. That looks like Ugh. the plant I was trying to grow. <laughs> <laughs> what do Lisa and Ron Jeremy have in common? Plants that die on the table. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced plans to freeze property taxes in cities that vote to defund their police department. It comes after Austin officials voted last week to cut the city's police budget by a third and shift those funds to social services instead. Abbott argued that defunding police forces endangers uh, defunding police force endangers citizens whom citizens should not, not then be able to raise taxes on. Um, the state is particularly dependent on property taxes to fund things like schools and other essentials. Other cities are also contending with new methods of police accountability and reform. Thousands of New York Police Department discipline records were just published online by the New York Civil Liberties Union to provide greater transparency for those residents. Defunding the police is epically stupid. Uh, I th- I don't think defund the police is the right way to phrase it reallocate yeah reallocate would be a better way but also i think this is a situation of case by case and city by city oh yeah you can't there's no way you can look at this as just like one gigantic blanket right or painting with a very broad brush you have to take it individually what would definitely help training proper training when it comes to dealing Mm -hmm. with all different kinds of situations and i think that might be something that uh there are some uh police academies out there that aren't able to do the kind of training that should be done. Um, one of the things that I see frequently pop up from people who are pro-police, it's a meme where it, it it's, it's like people laughing and pointing and it says something to the effect of, well, we watched that social worker try to take down the guy that's high on meth or, or some very um, extravagant situation that police uh, have to handle. But that's not the case that people make. The ones who are talking about how there are things that police officers don't necessarily need to be called out for. If you're in a fender bender and nobody is hurt, but you need somebody to show up to help document the scene, Mm -hmm. a police officer doesn't need to be that person. You can have a type of a social worker who shows up with some authority. Not even a social worker, just like a traffic enforcement. Exactly. A traffic enforcement squad that their job is to go out there. Yeah, if there's an accident and you have to pull over and there needs to be some sort of a documentation. Cause that's what does suck is that especially like when I worked for the rental car company, we had a lot of uh, insurance claims. I was probably, you know, 80% of the business and we would hear these stories of people. It was a fender bender. Oh, the person would tell them, Oh yeah, no, it was my fault. Let's exchange information. By the time you talk to the insurance company, they're saying, well, no, the other person said it was your fault. 
And yeah. then it becomes a he, he, he said, said she, she said. said yep. And so you know, and I've done that before. Where I had, I've had to call the police out to you know cite the other person, and I feel bad doing it, but I'm doing it for myself because I don't know whether or not that person's going to say, well, they swerved into my lane and they you know caused this accident because of the fact of the business that I was in. I saw it happened so many you times. You knew what to do exactly, and you know the situation that I got into. It was two left turn lanes. And this woman was trying to go straight into, it was from the mall into the Marshalls, you know what okay. I'm talking about, mm-hmm. over on the west side. Yep. And so, yeah, the woman was trying to go straight from the inside left lane. Oh, and I was Lord. turning left. So when I went to turn left, she rammed right into my driver's side door. And I, because of the, at the time, I knew, like, I, I have a feeling this chick is just not going to, like, take responsibility yep. so I called one of my friends who was an officer and he told me he's like yeah call them he's like call this number and then you know tell them what happened they'll send someone out there and the woman kept saying she's like we don't need to get the police involved like it's, it's we can just deal with it here and I'm just kind of like uh, no, will we yeah I'm like really? nah girl I'm like look I was like they probably won't even cite you for it I was like mm-hmm. it's just a documentation that for my insurance purposes. And yeah, the the officer came out there and super nice about it. But and I even kept apologizing because I was like, I'm so sorry. Like you should not be having to deal with this right now. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's different there's varying levels that yeah. they should be dealing with. And you need to have proper personnel to handle certain things. And that's one of those instances where just like Lisa said, like traffic enforcement I was is say, all that's necessary. There. What if we did that? Like, it, not, I mean, we like, let's make the <laughs> let's decision. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> if they had some sort of traffic enforcement department where they were the ones instead who gave the speeding tickets. They were the ones instead who dealt with, um, you know. helped me not get a speeding ticket, I'll tell you that. Well, here's a great example, too. So the street where I live, it's very close to a nightlife area. And so people will park there and then walk down to the bars. Well, the problem is one day my neighbor, someone parked in her driveway, like right in front of her driveway. So she couldn't get out of her driveway and go to work. The problem is she called the tow company to come tow. They told her we cannot tow it until the vehicle sighted. So she so had to wait. So then you have to wait for somebody to come sight it. Then the tow truck company can take exactly. it away. And it's just, and it, it becomes very cumbersome. It took her about, I think, two hours altogether. Mind you, while she's missing work. And she, you know, she was, she's important. She does, um, she's in law enforcement as well, but in a different capacity. So, I mean, she was like, hey, I'm supposed to be here, like, at, for my job. I can't leave. I'm stuck here for two hours now, waiting for the police to finally show up. Mm-hmm. And because they're dealing with little bowl situations like this this is why you know mm-hmm. we see so many issues but yeah something like that that would be a great way to not a, quote unquote defund the police but maybe reallocate some funds to do have something like that instead yeah and, and just and, and create other uh, other departments or just like there's other options but I think what gets misconstrued is when you hear defund police. There are some people that are like, yeah, we need to defund the police and just completely get rid of them. Well, those people are stupid. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, those people, they don't grasp the entire situation. They're looking at uh, a situation based on a very small sample size, and they're coming to a rash judgment. And that's not necessary. But yet again, it's dealing in absolutes. It's, Mm -hmm. well, defund the police to get rid of them. Well, no, we can reallocate some of these funds and that we can make sure that they have the proper training. Police officers are already grossly underpaid as it is, man. Mm -hmm. They're putting their lives on the lines, uh, on the line constantly for our safety. Yeah. 
But then they also get a bad rap because there's a few bad ones out there. And that's just the way that it goes, you know. Yeah, one of my one of my girlfriends, she's an officer and she like she put it so good like one day when she said she's like it makes me so sad because I would literally put my life on the line. I would take a bullet for these people who are yelling at me and calling me all these names. But little do they know like I would I would give my life to protect them. And it's so sad because it's so true. There's so many officers like that who are good cops and they really do want to make a difference. You know, she works with uh, a a special department and I I look at her like I could never imagine doing your job, like the things that you see and deal with daily. But she does it because, you know, she wants to make a difference and make it make it a safer place for all of us and for kids and for women and for, you know, everything she deals with. Um, But it's sad that people have so much, you know, hatred towards her and, you know, her fiance and, um, you know, just all the the good officers out there. I mean, I think don't defund, reallocate, reeducate and um, reassess budgets. And I think that's something that should be looked at. Absolutely. But I mean, yeah, the defund, we're just getting get rid of them. Okay, what happens then? Oh, wait a minute. We're not allowed to talk like this because we're left-wing media that uh, is told what to say when it comes to these issues. And we're not allowed to have these opinions that we actually do support the police officers and that we actually do think that they do a good job out there. And that just because there's a few bad apples, it doesn't it does not ruin the entire bunch. Oh, I'm sorry. That's according to people who send us messages on Facebook. Sorry about that. All right. What's next? We got uh, how many more stories we got? I don't know. Uh, Let's crank it out. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. Okay, I think three. We can do three. We can do this. Okay. California appeals court granted Uber and Lyft a reprieve in their battle with the state. They're extending the deadline to reclassify their drivers as employees. The ride-hailing giants can continue to operate on a gig basis right now. That's without granting the workers benefits or the full protection of labor labor laws until the arguments in the case are heard in mid-October. Airbnb... This is bad news for me that wanted to rent one. Uh, They're no longer allowing any parties at any of their rental properties. Home rental giant is implementing the global ban to comply with social distancing rules. So they're removing event friendly and parties and events allowed search filters as a part of their efforts of doing so. Announcement comes after Airbnb filed paperwork with the Securities and Exchange Commission to go public despite the biggest crisis the travel industry has faced in decades. And finally, schools are caught in a COVID catch-22 navigate the uncharted territory of virtual learning or risk an outbreak coming back. 15 states reported positive cases at universities in Utah. K through 12 students and teachers can now be charged with a misdemeanor for not wearing masks at school. New York, L.A. and Chicago teachers unions are demanding more protections in schools. And the numbers of COVID cases might feel increasingly bad, but the CDC director says there's something you're missing. Daily cases, they're slowing. Apparently, that's a trend been developing in the past few weeks. Data compiled by John Hopkins University is showing this. And while the number of deaths is still being stubborn and being high, they say the information is suggesting that those are going to start dropping off, too, hopefully um, in the next few weeks. But just make sure. And also, you're not going to hear from Dr. Anthony Fauci for a while at all. We're, not, good. we're not hearing from him. Yeah, you're not going to hear this man speak. He didn't get sick, did he? He's recovering from vocal cord surgery. Oh, so, wow. Oh, yeah, well. yeah, so he had a uh, something removed. He's doing well, though, but he said, don't worry, I can still text. So we will at least be able to text with Dr. Fauci. With your news, I'm Lisa Sanchez. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Well, let's get to some entertainment news with Joanna Barbacoa. Good morning. Good morning. Comedy Central is really going ham with those cancellations. Yesterday, we talked about how Drunk History was canceled. Now, Comedy Central has announced that they're canceling Tosh.0. 
Tosh.0 is still airing new episodes. The 12th season premieres on September 15th, but enjoy while it lasts because it will come to an end in November. Interestingly, the show was renewed for four more years back in January, but Comedy Central decided to pull the plug on the show as the network moves away from live-action scripted shows in favor of adult animation, to which host Daniel Tosh joked, saying, quote, I look forward to doing an animated reboot of my show on MTV in 25 years. He was on an animated show. Was he? Brickleberry. I think it was I think it was kind of his brainchild too. Oh. Well, it was recently announced that Comedy Central was rebooting animated shows like Beavis and Butthead, The Ren and Stimpy Show, and the Daria spin-off called Jody. With that cancellation, the only remaining scripted live shows on Comedy Central now are Aquafina is Nora from Queens and Corporate, which began airing its third and final season in July. I don't know any of those shows. Aquafina is Nora from Queens is hilarious. That's the one with uh, the girl from with, Crazy Rich Asians, right? With Aquafina. Yeah. Her name is Aquafina. I love that name. She's great. A lot of Batman news lately. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Coming back. He's suiting up as Batman once again in DC's upcoming The Flash movie, which stars Ezra Miller as the Scarlet Speedster. The film's director. Is he going to be throwing any old ladies to the ground on this movie? You know what? He has been. Everyone has been very silent about that video. And I'm I'm still concerned about that. What is going on with Ezra Miller? I think the most concerning thing is he's the Flash and he moved so slow. Yeah. (laughs) The film's director, Andy Musietti, made the announcement on Thursday in an interview with Vanity Fair. Affleck and Miller will be joined by Michael Keaton in the film, who is also reprising his role as Batman. Keaton famously played the Cape Crusader in 1989's Batman and 1992's Batman Returns, both from director Tim Burton. Miller's Flash will be traveling through different dimensions where he will meet different versions of DC's stable of characters. Man, what they really need to do is they need to do the Flashpoint movie. They've done it animated, uh-huh. but that's one where the Flash goes back in time and he alters the timeline. And when he comes back... And Batman is the dad, no? Yeah, Bruce Wayne was the one who was killed. His dad becomes Batman and he's like a hardcore kill him Batman his mom becomes the Joker oh my Wonder Woman and Aquaman are at war and Superman never got out of his spaceship (gasps) that actually sounds pretty cool and that also makes sense because a while back Jeffrey Dean Morgan was kind of petitioning he's like hey I'm ready to be Batman he would make he was saying like that that Batman he is made for Mm mm-hmm because he played the dad in this most recent, I think it was Justice League. Thomas Wayne. And so he was kind of petitioning like, hey, if you're ready to do this version of the oh, comics, I'm ready. So cool. He was ready to take that role, which I think is now a missed opportunity now that you tell me. <laughs> the Flash has no release date of footage and announcements regarding Zack Snyder's Justice League. The Batman and more will be released Saturday during the DC Fandom virtual event. And finally, there's been a crack in the case surrounding Unsolved Mysteries' return date. The remaining six episodes of the Netflix reboot's first season will drop on October 19th. 
In making the Volume 2 announcement early Wednesday, the streamer teased that the new episodes will profile more unexplained disappearances, tragic events, and bizarre occurrences. Within 24 hours of the show's July 1st premiere, producers received nearly two dozen credible tips related to the cases in the first six episodes. So perhaps one viewer holds the key to solving these next cases. With entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. Thank you. We have a couple more stories here. One of which is, did you hear that there's a petition to stop The Exorcist? I did see from that From being rebooted. So They're like, enough is enough. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. We put we our foot down on this one. Can't really blame them at this point. But yeah. a reboot of The Exorcist is scheduled for a 2021 release, and there is a petition at change.org to stop it. I did see it. I'm part of some horror groups on Mm -hmm. Facebook and everyone's like sign it and I'm all okay but what is it going to actually do? Not a ton of signatures so far. They're only looking for a hundred. This thing is slowly counting up. I highly doubt that's happening in real time. It only needs a hundred? Yeah. It's ticking up. It's at 92, 93, 94. Like it's just doing this for dramatic, right? It's going to go up over a hundred. It's already at 97. Right. Of course, that's where it's going to stall out now. Um, so it says, quote, The Exorcist is a horror classic and one of the scariest movies ever made, if not the scariest. I would put it up there as possibly the scariest. Yeah. It's just, it's such a brilliant movie. Um, it goes on to say the original movie was made in the 70s and is still relevant today. I know people who won't watch it still. Oh, I do too. And especially when it came out with like the the scenes oh the re-release the one where she's coming down the steps oh that one gives me chills I think I actually squealed when that scene came up because I remember seeing it when they re-released it it was right around the year 2000 Mm -hmm. and I remember seeing that and it got an audible reaction out of me when I saw that it goes on to say here we horror fans moviegoers cinephiles movie buffs do not want or need a remake, and this petition is to stop the greedy Hollywood machine from making The Exorcist, <laughs> as we all already know that a remake will never equal the original. Oh, stop yeah. spending millions in remaking great movies and hire people who can create new original stories yeah. instead. <laughs> That's a great point. It's a valid point. Of course, we do have the original Exorcist. That one came out in 73. In 77, you had uh, Exorcist Two: The Heretic. And then in the 90s, you had Exorcist 3 Legion. I've never seen the third one, but I hear that it's pretty good. It says here that the second one's trash, but the second one is actually really good and highly underrated. The third one. The third one, yes. The second one, is, I think, is yeah, pretty, the third, cons- the pretty second one, universally considered to not be the greatest uh, the, the, really the greatest movie mm-hmm. at all right there. It's actually pretty terrible. Yeah, they have 97 total signatures oh. um, for this thing. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Facebook chat's been nice and active today. You can always find us when we're on live over on Facebook. Just look for the Buzz Adams Morning Show Facebook page. People not happy with how Joanna had positioned the one <laughs> monitor. Eric is saying my OCD is not digging the Dell monitor. She had it at an angle. Is it so you could actually see Lisa? Yeah. yeah. So, so we, we can look at each other. Yeah. And then also when we were watching the video for the 6 a.m. song, I was like, show me who is that? I was like, who is that person? Oh, that's the actual lead singer of 6 a.m. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh. Which up know. until uh, you guys told me, I could have sworn it was Miles Kennedy. 
And Joanna's all, it's Joe Elliott. I was I like, know. I don't think well, so. Well, that, that's the thing. When I first saw it, I was like, man, Joe Elliott it's, looks pretty good. It's because there's so many people on there that I thought it's bound to be one of those. Yeah. My brain convinced me for a moment it was Brantley Gilbert. I mean. Uh, right. That was my next guess. Yeah, it's one of those things. I, I knew deep down, obviously, that Miles Kennedy was not the lead singer of 6AM, but for some reason, that came into my brain a while ago, and then it never left. And so I was under that impression, because I knew that he's the lead singer of multiple acts. Because he's kind of one of those hired guns, too. Like, he's in Alter Bridge, but he will go sing on a lot of other people's tracks. Eli is say, uh, saying, tell me a movie scarier than The Exorcist. You can't. Yeah. You know what movie terrified me? Which one? The Grudge. Because of the creepy little kid? Uh, yeah. Which one's The Grudge? Uh, had Sarah Michelle Gellar. She goes to take care of... Is, is it she takes care of an older lady in that house and it's haunted? Yeah. Oh, okay. And they it just, just remained recently. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I heard the remake wasn't too terrible. But that movie, for some reason, it just it it hit me the right way that it terrified me. The scene when they're in the bed, uh huh, and she lifts the sheets up, and then the chick's face is right there. No, thank you. It's one that really makes you scared of like uh, showers. Because oh yeah. no, I don't need that. Scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. To this day, I still don't close my eyes when I shower. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that was the one, and they had in the trailer, it had Sarah Michelle Gellar washing her hair, and the hand comes out of her head oh, okay. through her hair and grabs her hand. I do remember that mm-hmm. commercial. Creepy! Uh, Marcy says, nope, I refuse to see that exorcist. Yep. Meaning the new remake one. Don't blame you. Rudy says, The Conjuring could have an honorable mention. The Conjuring was pretty good. Conjuring was great. And Jesse says the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre still freaks him out. That is creepy. Especially when I realized I live in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to convince my wife to watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with me right before we went on a uh, lengthy car t- uh, trip. One of the first trips we took. I think we were going to Houston. Uh-huh. Yeah, she went dead. <laughs> She's like, no, thank you. Uh, she's like, no, pass. Rudy says the original Carrie should be in the mix as well. Oh. The original Carrie is a really good movie. Raul says, Exorcism of Emily Rose. That was a good one. Group of us watched it at 9 p.m. Stupid idea. Couldn't sleep. Uh, let me see one here. that really freaked me out as a child hmm. was the Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah. Because I was like 10 years old and we watched it up at our cabin in Cloudcroft. So already a bad start there. Yeah. Nobody warned me that entire night I could not sleep. And then like everything in the woods is extra quiet. Yeah. Oh, man. So I could hear like my own heartbeat. Yes. And you hear every every little twig snap. cracking uh-huh. and all of that stuff. I remember I saw the Blair Witch Project three times the day that it came out. Oh, my God, Brendan. Well, I went and saw an early showing. And then as I was leaving the theater... I became obsessed with it because remember they they patterned that or they marketed that movie as real. The website yeah. talked about how they found the footage buried underneath a building um and there's no way it could have been put there by a human and like they really went big time on the marketing of yeah. this. It was actually one of the first movies 
to have a big marketing thing like that. Um, and then, and it was, and it's the one that really kicked off the whole um, kind of found footage. Right. It was a great movie. So I watched it, and as I was leaving the theater, I had a group of friends that were coming in, and they were in line to see that movie, and they were like, "Hey, come, come watch this movie with us." I was like, well, I just watched it. <laughs> like, well, we'll pay for your ticket. Okay, I don't have anything to do. So I watched it again. So after that movie got out, so this is now two times I've seen it, I'm walking out, and there's another group of friends in line to see it. Hey, Brandon, <laughs> come on, come watch this movie with us. Dude, I just saw it for a second time. Ah, we'll pay for your ticket. Cool, I'm in. And by the third time where you just like, look, I'm going to solve this mystery. Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have friends who can't watch it just because of how Makes much it nauseous. shakes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's me. What was that? Cloverfield? Cloverfield. Yeah. I, I, I went to watch that in the theaters, and I couldn't watch it. I had to just watch the corner of the screen the entire movie. And because <laughs> it was so... I, well, my mom has really bad vertigo, and I have it, too. I don't have it as bad as her, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Favorite story is still the time she got seasick watching Titanic. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah. her It's really bad. And, like, or Saving Private Ryan, that very first scene, she had to walk out because it was just too much motion involved in it and so and even when I watched Dunkirk I remember same thing I started getting a little bit nauseous watching it so yeah movies like that when it's uh, the first person uh, recording thing yeah. nope I'm out like I, it's almost manually filmed on a camcorder and it's very shaky yeah I've gotten better as I've gotten older but when I was <laughs> little it was really bad I remember if I was sitting like in you the couldn't back stabilize. I couldn't. When I was in the car, if I was in, like, the very far back, I would get sick. Like, I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't read, like, any of that stuff. I would get super <sighs> nauseous. Justin Underwood just texted me. He says the movie Seven. That is a terrifying oh, movie. that's a good one. What's in the box? I, You know, I don't think I've seen that movie in 20 years. Really? Yeah. I'm sure it's on a streaming But is service. this one of those ones that we can watch? Because it's got Kevin Spacey in it. This is where it confuses me. Like, Because remember, this happened with Bill Cosby. But like in real life, he is the bad guy. That's true. Life. He is the creep. So I think that like, if he was the good guy. Right. I would feel a little weird being yes. like cheering on. Like if you're on. rooting for him. Exactly. Because this happened with Bill Cosby with me and my wife. I was wanted to play her a clip from his stand-up, Bill Cosby as himself. Because it was the exact situation of what was going on in our house when my kid was trying to sneak a cookie. <laughs> and that ha- and that's something he talks about, where the kid legitimately grabs the cookie, and you catch them, and their response is, well, I was getting it for you. And that's what my kid did. She, she, she <laughs> snuck a cookie. She's like, oh, it's for you? She hid it in the back room, <laughs> and all of a sudden our dog comes out with the cookie in its mouth. And she's like, oh, oh my how God. did it get a cookie? So then, of course, the kid, you know, she, you know, fesses up to everything. And we're like, well, what are you doing? And she immediately goes, well, I was saving it for dad. <laughs> no, you weren't. We know this. So I played that clip for my wife, but I felt the need to, before and after, be like, look, <laughs> yeah, I'm this dude's sorry. a racist creep, okay? We need to be, make sure of that. But this sums up exactly what we're, what we're talking about right here. You apologize. I apologize beforehand for this. And Before and after. And I'm sorry you had to hear that. That's how all that went down. Um, so what I'm seeing here by people kind of comparing horror movies and stuff, something that I did a while ago mm-hmm. uh, was a monster uh, movie monster madness, I think is what we called it. And it was just different 
movie monsters. Uh, uh, Damien in the Facebook chat just put Hellraiser in there. Um, so we had Pinhead. Uh, or you would have Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And we did it like a tournament of who... who how did we word it? Was it the most terrifying, I think? Or something like that? And it was a bracket. So that's something that maybe we could do coming up in October. Oh, is we yeah. do a, a monster movie madness where we don't take the actual villains. We compare the movies. Okay. And that would that's be something cool. kind of cool. Because one of the things that I'm, I'm working on, I'm going to really buckle down and hopefully get this thing done this weekend, is get a complete tournament bracket for vocalists. This was something that we had talked about earlier in the week was who is the greatest vocalist of all time. And for me, it's Freddie Mercury. Just, there's really no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's other really phenomenal ones. Chris Cornell is up there for me as well. But if we're talking uh, just straight up vocals, and the way that this came about was having, being able to watch or hear, more or less, isolated vocals. Like, that's Freddie Mercury, man. So I'm going to set up a full tournament. Oh, and by the way, remember how a couple days ago I said that I thought that I finally had them all narrowed down and I had 92? Yeah. Ah, I was still a few short. I neglected uh. both lead singers of three, day, three, three Days Grace. Like, Adam Gontier somehow didn't make the list. and uh, Oh, and Miles Kennedy. Somehow he was left off. I, I just, now we know. Uh, Miles Kennedy. Golly. Goosebumps oh, every yeah. damn time. Every like, damn time. That gets you a little uh, mm-hmm. a little chills there, mm-hmm. Joanna. Just like butter. <laughs> nice. uh, we need to isolate that. <laughs> Just like butter. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. You know the original Blair Witch Project website is still up? It is? Yeah. <gasps> Look at this. I remember looking at what? this stuff. I, was, I think I was 19 when that movie came out. It was right up my alley, man. Yeah, see, so it's got these pictures. The whole point was they found the tapes. I mean, truly, this was like, you know, found footage. Mm-hmm. And it has the, the, the reels, and it says three of the 11 16-millimeter film cans discovered eight months after the filmmaker's disappearance. An additional roll of film was found in the take-up reel of the CP-16 camera. They did a really good job of marketing that movie. Oh, Definitely. And they have here a little photo gallery, uh, but it doesn't look like you can click these ones. And then it also has uh, 10 high eight tapes found by students from the University of Maryland's anthropology department. They really sold this thing as being legit. And I bought it hook, line, and sinker at one point, too. That's, is that why you went and saw it through definitely. four times? Yeah. Also, I mean, I saw it the one time, definitely. But the other, the other two <laughs> times, it was really because somebody's willing to pay for my ticket. So, yeah. <laughs> Also, before the movie premiered, they aired a special on Sci-Fi, which was Sci-Fi Channel at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was this whole thing about, uh, like, the Blair Witch Project, like, the whole folklore on it before releasing the movie. So it's like, here's all the inside details you need about this witch that lives in the woods. Do you remember that clip of that guy talking about the Popeye's chicken sandwich with the pickles? Where he's like, they got these pickles! That tastes like chicken. Mm-hmm. That's how I would explain this to my friend. Because I was at his house when I was logged in looking at this stuff. I was like, they got these videos they found under the house. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I, I was just, it was the same thing. Trying to explain this to him. <laughs> and then at that point, I don't even remember when I was aware that, oh, 
they made this uh yeah it was probably a few years later when they told me you know it's not real right well, I remember they had the cast, the three um, actors, they had them on MTV. I think it was uh-huh. during the MTV Movie Awards, I'm guessing. Yeah. And they had them come out. And you're like, they're alive? I felt bamboozled. I was like, dude, they found people that look just like them. Oh, that's amazing. They have the full mythology up there. February 1785. Several yeah. children accuse Ellie Kedward of luring them into her home to draw she blood had a from name them. name and everything. Kedward is found guilty of witchcraft, banished from the village during a particularly harsh winter, and presumed dead. I want to go watch Blair Witch Project now, man. I have a hard time with that one. We went up to a, the cabin. This past summer? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Still there? And everybody was like, oh, Joanna, let's watch the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> and I was like, stop. You know I can't watch it up here. Oh. I had one of those moments. I was out camping, and it was shortly after this movie had come out. And the only, and it was nighttime, and we had walked up this creek uh, at night, and we were, and I was walking back by myself, and the only light that I had, remember those tap lights? Oh, that yeah, you yeah, would yeah. push down on. Uh huh. That's the only light that I had, so it didn't light properly. So it made everything look black and white, like the movie. Right. Ugh. And it, I'm just, I'm just saying, man, it was freaky. Like it was full blown freaky. I may have ran a lot more than I needed to. <laughs> <gasps> we were all bamboozled. Yeah. Hey, they did a good job with it. Yeah, they did. Well played. Well played. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Got about 15 minutes here before we got to wrap up the show. A bunch of random things that I had in- intended to get to earlier. It's a very strange show today. We had new music. Mm-hmm. We weren't quite sure if we had it or not yet. New 6 a.m. dropped this morning. Deftones as well. Yeah. Shim apparently does remember Rocco's Modern Life. He does. That was a big one. I'll have to bring that up in the next was- episode of Rockstar 101. It's kind of a highlight for me. <laughs> Uh, did you know that they recently did a survey to find out who the greatest pop culture dog is? The pop culture dog. So oh, think of all okay. you know dogs out there from TV shows or movies and things like that. I got mine. Who's yours? Lassie. Aw. Uh, That's a good one. Not Old even a not even a runner one. up. I would think that would be a classic. What was the dog from Homeward Bound? Uh, well, that doesn't sound like it's very memorable. <laughs> yeah, if you have to start out Old with what Yeller? was. Where am I going what to? Am I Old going Yeller, to? I think, is... Shadow! His name was Shadow. Oh, yeah. Who was that boxer that got hit by the porcupine? <laughs> oh, yeah. And that cat. Cat was great. Well, some of the dogs that didn't make the cut, you had Hercules from The Sandlot. Oh, Hercules. Fang from Harry Potter. Oh, I got one. What's that? Thorn from Lost Boys. Not on the list. Boo. Baxter from Anchorman. Oh, yeah. Baxter. Eddie from Frasier. That dog was great. Oh, yeah. That was a good dog. Pluto. Disney's Pluto. Oh, Oh, right. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, Santa's Little Helper from The Simpsons. Aww. The Taco Bell Chihuahua. That's a big one. See, we see. found out that Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris's husband defended 
in a lawsuit. Cat Dog also makes the list. Hey, Cat Dog. Einstein from Back to the Future. Toto from The Wizard of Oz. These are we're all considered in this, and we haven't even reached the one that made that was the champ. Oh. Buddy the Golden Retriever from Air Bud. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had his own series. Yeah. Not the winner, though. Um, Here are your runners up. Are you ready? Okay. Charlie the Labradoodle from A Star is Born. Oh, Bradley Cooper's dog. I, I still haven't seen that. It's his dog in real life, though. Like, he adopted Aww. it, and then he just, like, boom, puts you in the movie. Ch- uh, Chance the American Bulldog from Homeward Bound. Oh, I was about to say Chance, Chance was my favorite. John Wick's puppy. Oh, <laughs> iconic. <laughs> oh, that's great. Frank the Pug from Men in Black. Yes, what's up? Tubby <laughs> got called Frank last night. I was walking him and this little kid goes, oh my gosh. Chihuahua. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> no. And then he kind of sat there you for a minute. You watch your mouth, sir. Yeah. And then he sat there for a minute. He goes, Frank. I was like, there you go. You know what? That works. That's another word for pug. It Frank the pug. Your winner of the best pop culture dog is Beethoven the St. Bernard. <gasps> oh. Beethoven. That's true. However, they do even admit here the contest was a little bit lame because some of the legendary dogs like Lassie, Snoopy, Old Yeller, and Lady and the Tramp were not involved. They were disqualified. Why? I do not know. Yeah, no, that's a dumb But they weird? were apparently disqualified, so I'm calling hogwash. Yeah. On that. Frank the Pug Man. That it's, do you know how many pugs we get at the pug rescue? That named are named Frank. Frank. So oh, I was going to say all of them? No. Hank. <laughs> so we've had to rename them Hank. Oh. Tank. I voted Shank. Everyone decided against I was about to say it. Shank. I was not allowed to do Spank. that one. Spank. Yeah. Spanky. Spank. Flank. Yeah. Crank. Yank. Yeah. Sucks. All of the adoption papers are always like, all right, so this is our foster Frank 37 and a half. Um, <laughs> yeah. Please stop naming your pugs, Frank. I'm going to do one on cats. I met one the other day. His name is Marcelino, and I'm about it. There you go. That's a good name. I don't really know how I want to approach this. Kellogg's has named one of their products something disgusting. Oh, go on. Interesting. Uh, I mean, you can go to Urban Dictionary if you'd like. I'm not going to do it. I'm actually going to warn you against it. But I know you're going to go check it out. Anyway, we did that with Joanna. Remember Truffle Butter? Truffle Butter, Upper Decker. Oh, Upper Decker was a good one. Solid. Chili Dog. Oh, you guys got to stop telling me these yeah, things. Yeah, it's going to ruin it for you. Well, if you try to go get their mermaid waffles. Oh, there you go. They're blue. <gasps> so you're purchasing blue waffles. And again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Stop. I recommend not looking it up. But of course, as I'm talking about this, I, I full it. well in the back of my mind, no, you're going to go look it up. Uh-huh. It's gross. Don't do it from a work computer. It's it's gross. Because you're going to get banned from things like yeah. Buzz got us all banned. Yeah, thanks a lot, dude. You can't even look at Hulu now because of you. Exactly. Really? Yeah, Hulu. That's banned here? Hulu's yeah. not working. What if you use the app? No, it doesn't. If you're connected to the internet. 
It doesn't work. Because really? we were, I, I was even tr- got tried. Because I would kept updating when America's Got Talent first started to kind of look and see when people were going to be on, and you know, obviously not stay up late. So I was trying to watch it the next morning, and nope. See here. Oh yeah, it looks like you're using an anonymous proxy or VPN. You'll need to disable it to watch Hulu. Yep. God, thanks, Buzz. For that. Oh, what other random stories do we have here? Oh, so do you ladies find it sexier if a man is wearing a mask? I find it more dangerous because they may have nice eyes, but... Yeah, like that one story where the lady said the dude had just busted up teeth and that little tiny little freaky mustache. (laughs) Well, according to a survey, 88% of women say men who wear a face mask are sexier. Because they're responsible. I do think that I'm like, I appreciate you wearing this mask. Mm -hmm. Thank you. The survey also found 6% of women say that they have done the deed with a mask on since the pandemic started. (laughs) Whoa. All right. Getting after it. Bumping uglies. Do what you, you gotta will. do. Oh, and hey, we got a quarantine today. Look at this. We do? We do have a quarantine today. And this is for the ladies who find the men with the masks sexy. Bud Light is hiring a chief meme officer officer for five grand a month. And this actually ties in with what somebody just put in the Facebook chat when we were talking about the dogs. Mm-hmm. He said, what about Spud the beer dog? I do believe you're talking about Spuds McKenzie, sir. Spuds McKenzie. Spuds McKenzie was awesome. Joel, the guy that sends us the memes. Maybe you should apply for this, buddy. Yeah. Bud Light Seltzer is hiring a chief meme officer, and they'll be paying someone $5,000 a month for three months to create memes and share them on social media. Mm-hmm. Anyone can apply for the job on Bud Light's website. You just got to be over 21. And you also have to share some sample memes. This isn't something that's going to be picked quickly here. The applications are due on September 18th, so you still have a month. So increase that portfolio a little bit there, all right? Mm-hmm. And if you are, Joel, don't send the ones you do from the show, because if they don't listen, they're not going to understand those. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do more generic ones that everybody's going to get. Although forward me those that he sent you, Brandon, because... Oh, they're in the Buzz Adams um, oh, okay. Facebook page. Cool, cool. He's just sending us a message. If you ever wanted to send us a message, you can do that. The Buzz Adams Morning Show Facebook page. Send us a message over there. You can always get involved in the Facebook chat as well. As we have just a few minutes here before we wrap up the show. Uh, some coronavirus headline stories. Got some good news stuff. I want to get to these before we wrap up. A guy in Santiago, Chile has been driving around at night dressed as Batman, making sure homeless people have enough to eat. An elementary school in Florida installed clear plastic barriers around the desks, and teachers knew it might freak kids out. So they used construction paper to make the front of each desk look like a Jeep. They even have license plates with their names. That's pretty cool. So you can see right here, they put this on Twitter. The person, it was their co-worker. It says, my co-worker's room, she teaches first grade and didn't want it to look scary with all the dividers. Isn't this great? That is great. That is pretty cool, man. That's really cool. 
And a new study found we're more worried about others during the pandemic than we are about ourselves. Yeah. No, definitely. And it's a main reason we're wearing masks. 49% of us are worried about family members getting sick. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thankfully for me, that's nothing I have to worry about here in regards to my direct family. But I do have in-laws and the others that need to be, that are a concern, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And 36% are worried about accidentally infecting other people. That's the thing that drives me nuts. Is if I were to get sick and then passing it to somebody else. Like my in-laws. And like knowing like, oh, it was me. Yeah. Yeah. Or or maybe not even knowing and just your brain telling you that could have been you. That might have been you that did that, you know? There's a lot of situations where I go, Mm -hmm. "Uh, would Joanna be okay with this? And then I have to leave and walk out. (laughs) If it wasn't for Joanna, I'd probably be a lot less safe. Than you can get one of them uh, WWJD bracelets and yeah. just make it, what would Joanna do? Seriously. I'm going to print out a picture of my grandpa. And just put it like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or just an angry Terry Crews and just put it on my dashboard. <laughs> oh, that's Joanna. i got to stop. Her grandpa wheeling in, shaking his head. Mm-hmm. Lisa, Lisa. He's like, all the peaches won't undo this. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It also says only 20% of us are stressed by the idea of getting it ourselves. I'm not as stressed of me getting it, but giving it to somebody else who's compromised really, really Mm -hmm. concerns me. A couple few, a couple few. It's a long, man. It's been, it's been a weird day. It's been a weird day. It's been a long week. We kind of jinxed it when you were like, let's have fun today. I know. That's the last thing I said. And my headphones were like, ah, right, you want to have fun? Right before we uh, wrapped up our Thunderdome. pre-show yeah. meeting, Lisa and Joanne are in here. And I was like, you know what? It's last day. The buzz is gone. Let's have some fun with it. And just goof around today. We've got some things we need to get to. We have the new music from the Deftones and 6AM that we're going to get to today. We're going to talk to Shim on the phone. (laughs) And then it was right out of the gate. Joanna can't hear anything because her headphones broke. But Buzz will be back coming up on Monday. If you ever want to drop us a line, you could do so on the neckline over the weekend. 844-805-6325. 844-805-6325. You can also send us a message over on the Buzz Adams Morning Show Facebook page if you want to let us know what you're thinking. 